Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, this is uh, Ricey and Reavers and the baseball podcast, but we have an interloper hanging out in the studio. <laughs> the rookie uh, is in there, and he wants to brag about his astute observations on the wild. Let's go wild. <laughs> <laughs> I am telling you right now that I have never been more excited. I've got family members never more excited about a series even my wife has watched the Wild game. She doesn't like to watch hockey, but a Friday night game seven, open up the liquor stores, baby. It's going to be a party. Yeah, <laughs> be careful on Saturday that, mornings. Those until the Wild scored a goal, that game could have been played in mud. <laughs> they did not. Neither of them did anything. It was everybody just hacking at the puck, and uh, anytime a Vegas guy got what. 25 feet from the net, we had five guys between him and the goalie, right? Yes. I mean, it was a, it was, Jock would have been proud of that congestion that they created on the ice. I'll tell you that. It was just a mess. It really but, was. But, uh, hey, it worked, and they got tough with them, too. And they did, you know, the, the Vegas had been the tough guys for the first five games, and they got tough with them last night. That's one thing I was waiting for. The Wild never really got physical at all, Those the, the games prior. And last night, finally, somebody just said, let's go get them. Right. But They're I, last in the league. I bet. I think I, I heard 29th or 30th in the league in hits. They don't do that. They just that's not the way they play. But you know, you would think with those big moose on that one line, Greenway and Eck, and uh, who's the third guy's big Felino or somebody. Still, I mean, they they got some big guys up front, but they decided they had to do it last night. And here's my question: Vegas knows. You know, they just had the game where they shot 22 times in a period and scored one goal, right? And right. then they got kind of – they didn't play good in the third period. Why don't they come out – why are they playing so cautiously on the road, game six, when you still have a game at home? Why don't the they come factor? out they, Is it the pucker factor? You know, and if they give up a goal, so what? You right. know, get right. the game moving. They Getting the game moving plays into their hands, but uh, not uh, not last night they didn't, and uh, it'll be interesting because you know what favors the Wild now, rookie? Fate. The most important thing in hockey, the pucker factor. Yes. <laughs> the the Vegas now suddenly is going to be they blew a they are the most recent team to blow a three one lead. Right. Uh, to to San Jose, I believe in two thousand nineteen. 
And uh, to do now, all of a sudden, you know, they were the darlings of Vegas in 2018, made it to the finals, blah, blah, blah. Now, all of a sudden, they blow a 3-1 lead again. They're the bad guys. So uh, Wild just coming uh, in and playing casual as those guys try not to lose, as Vegas tries not to lose. Well, you got to get the first one. If you let them get the first one, when they go into the locker room after the first period, they can relieve themselves. If you don't, they're just too puckered up to do it, right? right. If you don't let them have a goal, if you don't let them have the lead, they get very puckered up. But I uh, just finished writing kind of a long thing on the, the, the three game sevens that the Wild have won. And of course, uh, not being Mr. Hockey, the most fun I ever had was covering the 2003 team. Because right. that was back when you could get in the locker room after games. You had Jock to entertain you on days right, off right. with his goofy He's stuff. one of the guy. One of the guy. Just, I mean, to, uh, you know, and he was a genius. As as If you like boring hockey, he was a genius. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, that was a lot of fun doing that. And it's, uh, now here's what I was trying to figure out. Reavers, help me here. Yes, sir. Bertuzzi got on the fans uh who were lined was, up for tickets they were lined up for, yep they were lined after up for, the canucks went ahead three to one mm -hmm. so and he did and they were lined up the day after that game why was vancouver still here i i I think it was in between because Vancouver had won a game at the X and there were fans lined up for game six. Uh, it was one of those. Before game four? I don't think so. Well, because he was, I, yeah, because he was walking either from the arena to the hotel. Yes, or but from... I'm wondering if Vancouver must have skated at the X on the morning after the game before they got on their plane. They must have just had a 45 minute skate here or something because I. I remember it broke during the day, right? Yes. That he had done that. It wasn't that night walking out, but he wouldn't have he wouldn't have done that before game before they beat him in game four, I don't think. Well it was still you up know? in the air and he had said to the fans, Don't bother, don't waste your money or something like that yeah. while he was walking yeah, out of the line. I can't I, I don't think they would have bothered to sell game six tickets. What are they I, I don't know. Maybe I I we're I talked to a couple other guys who covered it back then, and we decided it was the next morning and that Vancouver must have flown. But, you know, hockey teams do goofy stuff. They might have decided to get – he might have had a coach who wanted to get a night's sleep, you know. Okay, and, and then fly the next and, day. Uh, and then fly out the next day. But what was amazing about that Vancouver series is games six and seven were back-to-back. -back. Oh, that's they right. played here on Monday night and played there on Tuesday. Why did they do that? I mean, that was weird. Well, I think you asked Jock after that. Well, he's one of the guys. <laughs> yes, he is. One of his, the guys. One, one of the, the guys was uh, on our team. Uh, Darby got the big goal that game, right? Darby and no, that no, was, was Park. Yeah, Vancouver. He got the big goal against Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. So to break the two-two tie in the third period. That but was anyway, such a Rook, fun run. Uh, yeah. Let uh, me let me chime in there because you mentioned Bert, uh, Bertuzzi. Um, the one guy that I love to dislike, not as much as Bertuzzi, but is Stone. 
He is. Oh yeah. And I and I don't dislike him. I just don't like him because he's good. Yeah. And he has the hockey look, and he's the captain, and he's backing everything up. I mean, so you love to to dislike him. And he just plays that whole role of being a Las Vegas knight. Uh, I got him on my phone right now. I love that mugshot, man. I took his mugshot off the TV interview the other day because, <laughs> to me, if somebody says, what do you like about hockey, which isn't that much, I can just show him my picture. Of Here it is. Here's I like, I, I like that. As a, these guys are. Beer drinking idiots, the real hardcore Canadian <laughs> hockey player. Okay, is a maybe beer drinking idiot. I, I I assume he's from Canada, right? Well, uh, I'll look it up. But you just you hit the nose on the head. He reminds me of uh, he should be in the movie Slapshot. He's old school hockey. That's why I he'd like be the guy like on the him. other team, though. Yes, yes, he'd be the bad guy on the other team that the uh, Carlson guys were going to go out and hit with sticks. Mark know? Stone was born in Winnipeg, Canada, in 1992. Oh, oh, oh really? I Jeez. was hoping he was born in Red Deer or someplace <laughs> Red like that. Deer. I love the guys who yeah. were born in Red Deer. You know, he looks older than 92. Yes, he does. He's only 29 years old, but he looks like he's about to turn 40. Hockey will do that to you. Well, beer drinking. <laughs> well, I certainly. I hope they win because uh, I will uh, get uh, a lot of responses about oh, uh, if they lose, that's I'll be what, uh, accused of jinxing them and all kinds of that stuff. That is but, exactly yeah. what I was going to go with. I said, you better pray to God that they win or the hockey nuts are going to come out and murder you for writing all Oh, they're this. crazy, too. They're the most <laughs> sensitive fans in the in the, in the the world. They were, they, were, they were mad when they, you know, they, they thought they, how about, hey, they uh, having that goal taken away. In the game, you weren't going to win anyway. That certainly helped last yes, night. Yes, They even that up, right? Yes, it did. Right, right. That yeah. was a complete yeah, momentum. They, the game turner. that they took the the day, game that they took the goal away for interference, they weren't going to win that one anyway. Yeah. But this one now, uh, they needed they they needed that right then. So that's good. They're even them up now. Could you imagine if they had not overturned that call? I was convinced people were going to go on the ice. That's how mad the oh, yeah. fans at the X would have Just been. Just because of the situation yes. before, right? Yes. To having the goal taken away. Yep. How many people they let in there last night? 4,500, wasn't it, Rook? Yeah, I was thinking it was, 40, it was under 4,500. Five. They're letting 12,000 in in Vegas. There'll probably be 2,000 will probably be uh, Minnesota. Wild fans. Oh, no question. I think a lot of people are. Well, if we only knew a guy at the airport to see what the flight situation was. Yeah, we got to figure what the uh, – they are flying <laughs> to Vegas, man. Vegas is full, my friend at the airport reports. And uh, people are being pulled off those planes because they drink too much. That's the <laughs> that's the flight where you can almost guarantee someone sits at the bar and has too much to drink and gets pulled from the uh, flight. Wow. Oh, so what, what do you have to do to be too drunk to get on an airplane? Uh, look intoxicated. You have to be, I mean, beyond being hammered, do you have to be obnoxious or just, can you just go on there and sleep? If you're, if you get on board the, this is from the report from my friend that works at the airport. If you get on board and you look like you are intoxicated and then you speak, you engage, find out by speaking to that passenger what they, uh, you know, how their, how their words are put together. And if they are, the flight attendants will demand that they uh, get removed from the So airport. here's your hint, ladies and gentlemen. If you're out at the airport, you've had a few cocktails, you're two-thirds hammered, and you're getting on a plane and they ask to speak to you, just pretend like you're a deaf mute. Okay? No, do the rookie. You gotta start do rookie. making sign language. Rookie, what was yours when Mick came up to ask you and you went, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Don't you have anything to say for yourself while we're fighting? 
Mm-mm. That was <laughs> Thanksgiving during cleanup. I had had a little too much to drink, and she wanted to engage me, and I just said, mm-mm. Thanksgiving this was? Oh, this was uh, years ago, yeah. I had a little too much of the... Thanksgiving was a, always a dangerous holiday because sometimes we'd have those Thanksgiving Eve gatherings when you'd get home just in time for the turkey, you know. <laughs> Yes. Is that turkey and yes? <laughs> Let's go here. All right, I'll let you. All right, I'll bro. turn this go over wild, to baseball. If you're going to talk baseball, I'm leaving, so hockey's okay. <laughs> All right, we're talking baseball. This I'll... is a baseball podcast. See you. I have a very important topic yes. for Reavers. Yes, talk to me. What do we do with the big lug? Well, at this point, you're I starting mean, to win. I mean, don't you have to ride them right now? You want to move them. Yes, but here's the deal. I think his only hope is if I rip him unmercifully, then he does something. Okay. Right? Yes. Because yes. I, you know, the Star Tribune was doing those this selection of stories about 10 days ago, or a little less, on... What, how did this happen? How did they get this bad, right? Mm -hmm. And my piece that day was, you know, not all on snow, but on how this guy's killing them, right? Yes. And that night he hit three home runs, right? Yes. So now yesterday I'm talking with Mackie and Judd on the night after he struck out four times including on a 92-mile-an-hour belt-high fastball that he couldn't get to. I think it was from a lefty, too. And I savaged him yesterday morning, and uh, then he goes up and wins the game with a three-run homer. Uh, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, think, I know, but it's but here's the deal. Can he now get it in his head? for 10 minutes that he could hit the ball out in center field if he stays on a pitch mm -hmm. instead of, you know, two-thirds of the time he would try to yank that pitch yesterday instead of go go down there and get it and just drive it to wherever, wherever it wanted to go. But he, you know, he hits three home runs, and two days later he's pulling off everything again. It's just brutal. Very hittable pitches are just throwing them by him. I don't know what you do with him. I think you probably got to ride him out. I think what I do, and I I love the guy, but I move Cruz, uh, you know, let him go to Tampa maybe or someplace and try to win the World Series and uh, and let the big lug be be your DH and see what happens when the, at the end of the year. Well, because the thing is, after what's happened, you know, with the, with the assortment of injuries and whatnot, I mean, you're 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 building this team now around the likes of Kirilov and, and Larnick. I mean, that's that's going to yes. be the foundation for your for your lineup going forward. But I I mean, I know we, we we wrote them off, and someone I forget who posted it. Maybe it was like the Twins Almanac on Twitter that said. The Twins were seven and a half games out of first place in this state in 91. I'm not comparing this team to 91. I'm just saying, you know, there is still so much ball to be played this year. I, I, I don't know what to make of these guys. I really don't, Pat. Well, here's the thing, though. He's, uh, you know, they are nine games under 500 having played an easy schedule, right? For the most part, And they part, now yeah. have yep. the easy, they now have 
more easy schedule ahead of them. But they, they're going to play Kansas City this weekend. Now, Kansas City lost 12 in a row, but now they're playing good again. You think they're better than Kansas City? Uh, I think know, it's a coin flip. I do, too. I, I think, think it's a coin flip. I think they're slightly better just given their their experience because Kansas City is so young. But I think eventually, yeah, Kansas City is going to be good. I do. I don't think they're a 500 team. But, uh, you know, and, and, you know, the White Sox are might not win 90, but they're going to win – 88, right? Yeah. Cleveland will probably win in the 80s. Cleveland isn't very good. It, it could be a division where you got four teams under 500. You know? Oh, that very so, well. Absolutely, it could be. Yeah. I mean, but I'm looking but, at the uh, rest of the American League, and, you know, the, the you look at the East, there's three teams that are, and maybe even four if you throw in Toronto, that all have a chance to be a playoff team. You look at the West, you know, I, I just don't know where they would fit in in the playoffs. You know, they, cause no, I, no, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it's it certainly doesn't look as frightful as it did a week ago. That's for sure. That yeah. what what does scare you is Maeda was you know he now they put him on the DL. Barrios wasn't good again the other day. He finally, after being rotten for two innings, he he got he okay. You know that isn't good enough though. You can't go out and be rotten for two three innings and then get good again. That's not what they're paying you for. Uh, the uh, you know. The rotation's terrible. The bullpen is is thin, and uh, you know they're not gonna. They're better, but but Larnick and Kirilov certainly give you a look of having two guys that are really gonna be. You know, Kirilov's. I think Kirilov's a cinch, and I think Larnick's gonna be a power hitter. I just hope he doesn't turned into a 150 strikeout power hitter. I, I, I hope he's a 110 strikeout power hitter. I didn't get a chance but to that, oh, Go ahead. Sorry. That, that ball he hit the center field the other day was one of the most frightening things I've ever seen. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Pat, do you so I I didn't get a chance to watch the game cuz we were recording the show during the game yesterday, but um the, the other night watching Kirilov, that swing might be better than Mauer's. Don't you think? <laughs> well, there's a little power, a little more power. I just that swing is more so damn impressive. Wow, that's a great swing. I don't think he likes being at two strikes like Joe did. That's true. You know, yeah. Joe was, you know, Joe Joe ruined so many hitters with this team, <laughs> starting with Buxton, who thought, Oh, so you want to get the hitters count, huh? So you take strike one fastball. Ah, there's one guy in the world who does that, okay? Mm-hmm. There's one guy in the world who, who doesn't mind being on two strikes, and that's Maurer, right? Because mm-hmm. he's the same hitter with two strikes as none. You know, I, I saw some quote from, uh, you know, from him on, this is an old, old quote, and it was when he was young, young and anything. I think it might have even been back when he was at Cedar Rapids or something, and it was, well, they said something about taking a pitch down the middle. And in all humility, he said, for strike two, and he says, well, what's he going to do, strike me out? <laughs> you, know, like, you know, what an absurd idea right. that was. <laughs> you know, I mean, he did start striking out until people wanted him to try to hit with a little bit of power. But, uh, but you know what? The other thing is Joe's, Joe's approach – that got him three batting titles would not work today. No, because no. of where they shift everybody. The shift, absolutely. Well, and also you know, the, uh, the. I mean, he would still hit three twenty, but he wouldn't hit three sixty. Yeah, 
But I also think, too, that one of the things that really benefited Joe a lot was the turf at the Dome. I mean, he had oh, yeah. so those many hits. hits up the middle. Yes. But those wouldn't even be hits at the Dome anymore because they'd have somebody standing back, yep. sitting back here. That's true. That is, that is absolutely true. There's no question about it. But I back to your Sano question. You know, if if you're able to get something for him, and you probably would, just given his his God given ability, but then Pat, you got to start looking at other things. I mean, then are you talking about moving Barrios? Are you talking about moving Buxton? Because I mean, God, you, you can't give. I love Buxton, but you can't give him two hundred million dollars because uh, they're gonna they're gonna play it out with him. You know, he's he's but next year is his walk year, so I think they're gonna see if he comes back and if he's great. You know. And if he's if he's if he comes back and he's really good, but he's not fabulous, and they have a chance to sign him, they will. I think. I think they'll take a shot on him. I know it. It it'll drive people crazy when you say that, but you know they they're gonna Miguel. I think they'll ride with Miguel maybe as a DH. The guy who they might move is Kepler if they if there's a market for him because he's been a big disappointment too. But is there going to be a market for him is my question because he's I mean he's a corner yeah. out. Yeah I don't want to trade guys just to get some bodies back if I'm, I'm trading Barrios but I want two real good prospects right. Sure oh yeah you one of to. whom's a pitch one of whom's a pitcher who's a who's the next Tyler Glass now you know mm-hmm. that kind of an arm on him. Yes, you know, that's that maybe a year away, but a guy that's a guy that's a cinch. I, I got to get a couple of guys that are, you know, there are players that are cinches, and I I need at least two of those guys if I'm going to give you Barrios if you're the Yankees because he might win the World Series for you because you need another starter, right? Pat, if so. Tyler Glass now, and I know it's it's always if he can stay healthy, what in God's name is he going to get from you know Boston or L.A. or whoever? <laughs> That kid I saw is a stat amazing. that he's given up 13 runs in his last four starts. I can't believe it. But uh, really, yeah, somebody will. Yeah, Tampa. You know, that's the tr- that's why Tampa's the most amazing team in professional sports oh, right now. No question, because they're going to have to get rid of him after this year, right? Yeah, they're going to have to trade him. They just moved Snell. I mean, yeah, that that's their that's their process. They're going to trade him for another boatload of prospects that are going to turn out. Probably two other Tyler Glassnells in the process. It's just amazing. Every time I uh, watch Snell pitch, uh, the manager, Kevin Cash, doesn't look as stupid. He get, looks less and less stupid. <laughs> he never gets them. Even in San Diego, he never gives them six. He gives them like five and a third most of the time. Yeah, you know? I was at his so. first start in San Diego, and he, he actually pitched pretty well, but his defense kind of let him down, which I found a little shocking because I, mm-hmm. I thought they could field in, in San Diego. Yeah, but did you see what they've been doing lately? No, them and the what? Dodgers are unbelievable. The, 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 they they won nine in a row, and the Dodgers won ten in a row. That's gonna they're both gonna win a hundred. They're gonna <laughs> and end up one of them's gonna division. play in the, the wild one, card. <laughs> one of them's got to be the home team for a wild card game. They're both gonna win a hundred. But it's fun because San Diego. And we've talked about this. There's nothing else in town. Nope, they're the only show. Don't have a major league hockey team. Don't have a major league football team. Don't have a major league basketball team. And I think somebody's finally gotten smart and said, "Let's become 
one of the glamour teams in baseball because yep. players want to come and play in oh, San Diego. No for question. Goodness sakes, right? Well, Pat, I mean, they don't even have their minor league hockey team in town because the Gulls have to play up the street almost almost all the way up to San Jose because their county wouldn't allow them to have fans. So the Gulls said, to hell with you. We're going to go play up, up north Calif- in California. So they don't even have their minor league hockey team in town. Yeah, well, they, you know, that when their their basketball team is San Diego State, when they're good, that's the people go to their games, and you know, but uh, so I mean, there's they got a great ballpark, and uh, they should they should own the town, yeah. right? Oh, and, mean, they, and, and they do. They so do. They, yeah. And you know, so often they've kind of done this, not to this degree, but they've spent money. And then if it doesn't work in two years, they get rid of everybody and rip it down and call themselves a small market team. It's like the sixth biggest city in the country. <laughs> now, somebody explained it once, though. They got they got desert on one side, Mexico on one side, L.A. on one side and the ocean. So, you know, they're kind of they're kind of restricted there, but it's still a huge city and uh I, I think it's great. It's going to be the Dodgers more than the Dodgers Giants. It's going to be the Dodgers Padres because they're oh. right next to each other. And it's great because they genuinely freaking hate each other. I think it's great for baseball. Well, it's happening in a hurry here. I think San Diego has this great inferiority complex, right? Oh, it's a big and, brother, little brother, no question. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, those are, uh, you know, I mean, San Diego's been their poor stepchild for ever and ever, but uh, it's uh, – you know, it's it's going to be great for baseball. I know it's the only trouble is you know they're going to be playing each other at nine ten at yeah, night. Yeah. But anyway, but the Twinks, uh, yeah, it's nice that uh, things are not quite as. I mean, you Kirilov and Larnick aren't going to perform a miracle, but it certainly makes you curious, right? Oh, I mean, it's certainly question, like. Yeah. A, if you're watching TV and you hear that they're coming up, you're going to watch them hit. Yeah, right? and it, so. there's as we've discussed before too. I mean, there's nothing worse than when the Twins are out of it before June first. It's you know that oh, makes yeah. it for a long summer. Well, you know, and it worse than being out of it is being ungodly terrible to watch. Yes, right. Oh, I mean, no, yes, yes. Yeah, they had the hat trick going, bad pitching, bad fielding, bad hitting, and uh, <laughs> that's not a recipe you know, for success. Uh, that's, <laughs> that makes it, that makes it, and then without Buxton, there was, you know, there's nothing. Uh, people are telling me that the best guess is Buxton will return June, January, I mean, June 8th when the Yankees come to town. Really? Wow. How long, it's already been, and, what, two weeks? Has it been two or three weeks? Oh, yeah. He went on to May 7th. He's been out since May 7th, three weeks already. Jesus. It was supposed to be a strain, right? Yes. Cause and he was having problems. Yeah. What was it? Decelerating yesterday? Today, Reed. That was the big problem. No, he's having. still he's having problems decelerating. Yep. You know, what. there's a problem I never have. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'd never, like you to even do? Even in my even in my heyday, I was decelerating was never an issue for me. I'd like to hear what Jack Morris has to say about uh, Buxton's having problems decelerating, or the, you know, some of those really great old school baseball guys. I've been listening to some Tigers games on occasion when yeah. Jack's doing the color commentary. Yep. Jack needs a happy pill, man. <laughs> well, Jack. the Tigers are awful. Why would he be? I happy know, about but that? you got you know that you got, you can't be that grumpy. By the way, the poor Orioles. 143 and two 
I've, I've figured it out. 266. No, they're under. They're under 33% oh. since it started 2018, right? Oh, yeah. They're 33 point. So they're uh, 100 and. 143 and 256, I think. No, mm -hmm. wait, no, no. Two, uh, uh, 286 would be 333. So, you know, I mean, it's they're under 33%. And it's it's ungodly, but look. You look at them, and then they're in with the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Rays, and the Blue Jays. Yep. God almighty, they might lose 120. Yeah, they are. They are. A, they're not. Well, they have the fourth element. They're not good. They can't do anything on the field, and they play in the in the you know best division in baseball. Right oh now. yeah, that's that's uh, that is uh, that is an incredible to say the least. But uh, anyway, that uh, you know the fact that uh, some things happened this week, even against bad teams. You know, that was a little frightening yesterday, though, that it took him until the big man hit a three-run homer in the seventh to get a home, or was it the seventh, right, to yes. get anything happen. How, how, if this was a pennant race, mm -hmm. and how nuts, I mean, Alex Colomay's out of the picture, right? Yes. How nuts would Hansel Robles make you as your closer? Oh, my God. Well, wasn't it the first? He likes walking them, doesn't he? Well, it, it, he, he came can, out. He cannot stand prosperity. No. He he came out, and it was, son, son, you have a lead here. Stop. Be, he's trying to be too fine with everything. Just throw yes. gas down the middle of the plate. Let's go here. Yeah, that's because the one thing he has is velocity. But he's, he would, uh, yeah, he would drive you a little bit crazy. What an amazing story, though, we don't hit on. Uh, very often, about once a month, somebody will get to it. Caleb Thielbar. Mm -hmm. This is unbelievable. He's 35 now, right? Yeah, something like that. 35, 36. He could be pitching in your league, right? <laughs> yes, he, he could, could be. be in the DRS. I mean, he's, he's living in South Dakota now, so he, he wouldn't be. But he's, but he would, you know. He could be home in Randolph pitching for one of the teams in your area, right? Yeah, he could be pitching for Meesville no pro in, in Randolph, no no question. And uh, and here he is, like a trusted reliever in the big leagues after what last year was the first time he'd pitched in the big leagues since April of 2015, I think. <laughs> and now he's... Now they bring him out in. Come on in, Caleb. You got a better chance than the rest of these guys. And he's striking out a guy and a half an inning. What is going on? It's amazing. He's throwing like ninety-five sometimes. Well, it's 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 incredible. What's incredible too is the increase in velocity as he's gotten older. I I don't. Yeah, I he don't... went to one of these you know velocity outfits. You you, you guys like him. When they discover these places and the change, gotta say, God Almighty, where were they ten years ago when right. I was young and limber? You know, when I could have signed a multi-year contract throwing that hard yes. as a left-hander. But he's a, he's a, it's a, there's a, there's a goofy, amazing stories all around baseball. Yep, Otani is like one of the great stories. Of, I saw him hit a double the other day. He, he's not Buxton, but no. he's unbelievable. They, you know, it was like in the left center. It kind of died a little in the left center gap out there, but not that deep. But he saw a chance, and boom, he Pat, made it the second. Uh, 
he hit a home run. I, I can't remember who they were playing. Maybe Texas. I can't remember. Pat, he hit a home run with such velocity that when the camera panned to it after you know following him hitting, and then the camera pans to follow the ball, it was already in the seats. It didn't even wow. catch the flight. That's how quick it got out of Angel Stadium. It was amazing. Yeah, I, I think they're going to have to talk him into not pitching. But uh, he's. It's a shame that he's lost out there in California with a team that's ten games under five hundred. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they manage to maintain their rottenness. Of course, they don't have Trout now, but uh, they've. Couldn't you, uh, couldn't you, you make know. him though, Otani? I'm talking now. Couldn't you make him your DH and closer? Couldn't that be an option for them? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, that would be. I mean, you, uh, you have know, him you throwing a hundred, but uh, oh man, that's what I would do if I. Was hey, did him. you see this uh, this rule that I, I wrote? I was writing about uh, Jake. Oh sure, and, I, and so I looked at your guy Jake. So I I looked up the rules that the Atlantic League is playing under this year. You I, know the experimental. Uh, rules. Yeah, I read uh, it, but remind me which one you're talking about. Well, they're going to go back a foot. In, yes, uh, in yes. July, on the second half of the season, they're going to have 61 feet, six inches. But the one I hadn't heard before, when the starter leaves the game, you lose your DH. Really? What? Uh, what's that supposed to do? Which seems kind of preposterous in a, in a year after the pandemic, don't you? I mean, in the, in the pandemic situation when a lot of these guys didn't pitch last season. Even in the independent leagues, a lot of these guys didn't pitch last season. You might want to save that. You might want to sit on that one for a year so these guys can get some foundation underneath them again as pitchers, right? Well, yeah, I guess because that's the first thing I'm thinking of is, isn't that just going to lead to a lot more injuries for guys trying to overcompensate? Yeah, because you're going to leave the guy, you know, you're going to send the guy out for the extra inning because you want to let the DH hit, you know, in the bottom of the inning, right? That's Mm -hmm. what so the guy goes five, and the DH is, and then in the bottom of the fifth, your you know your your last out is made with without you know before the DH comes up. So they're going to try to send the guy out for the sixth inning, and and uh, yeah, that'll never get that one will never pass muster with the players' association. They would never. Oh approve no, of that. no, no chance. You're right. I, I, so I don't even know why they're doing it, yeah. but they're just they're trying all this goofy stuff. But uh, I think I told you this last week, though. I'm I'm becoming anti-shift. Oh yeah, I'm I'm on board with that too. I want more action in baseball games. Anything that results in can we do it? Can we do it just by the making the infielder stay on the dirt? Uh, pro- well, I guess you could a little bit but then you could still put the shortstop on the second base side and that would still result yes in- you can still do that but but you wouldn't have as many guys thrown out by a second baseman standing out in right field yeah, a right? line shot one hopper to a guy standing halfway out and the field is a roll yeah i yeah. think they got to get rid of that for sure i mean the poor left-handed hitters i mean you gotta you gotta take 10 points off their batting averages, right? Mm-hmm. 10 points more off their batting averages than right-handed hitters because of the how much the shift takes away from them. And the first player that would agree with you is Max Kepler because he refuses yes. to hit it the other but way. But you cannot, you know, you can't, people say, well, the right-handers, well, you can't put the shortstop, you know, 
15 feet out in the outfield because he can't throw the there's ball no to first way, base. Yeah, there's no way he'd throw him out. You know, right. people, you know, it's, it's the, yeah, they got to do something to let the left-handed hitters have a chance again. And, you know, this whole idea of going the other way, fine, but once in a while you can see it, but, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough adjustment to make. That's for sure. No question. So. No question. What so are we gonna? Uh, is the rain gonna stop, or all our town teams gonna get to play this weekend? Or? Uh, yeah, it's gonna stop after today. But funny that you mentioned that because I was gonna point out that my Mavs were supposed to kick off the regional today. I think they're down in Missouri playing Arkansas Tech, and they just announced that uh, the field was flooded, so they're gonna open up tomorrow instead. They were supposed to open up. They're, today. they're getting this rain is all over the place. All the games out of the bunch of East Coast games got rained out yesterday too, yeah. and. We also have uh, regionals, two regionals for Division III. Uh, one in Collegeville, even though the Johnnies aren't in it. I think St. Thomas is the – how's that? St. Thomas is the <laughs> number one seed in their region at Collegeville because they got such a nice ballpark up there. And then uh, both St. Mary's and Northwestern are in a regional here at uh, Northwestern in Roseville. But they, they have a turf field. They, both of those are turf fields, but uh, – I don't know if you can play in this rain or not. Would so. it be uh, would it be too early then to tweet both St. Peter and the Vikings about playing at U.S. Bank Stadium, or is that bit kind of dead with us now? When mm. we would do that annually about how can we can't play at the dome? When, yes, right. When the Twins would have to, you know, <laughs> with a postseason. The Twins game. will. Uh, <laughs> the Twins will. Uh, they'll they'll be able to play this weekend. We're not gonna. This rain is not gonna continue. Yeah, I think this is just a one day deal. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think we'll be good. Well, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, what the heck, Memorial Day. Uh, it used to be a big Dundas tournament. Do they still have that? I don't think so. Uh, I think a lot of people, have, I think as more and more uh, younger ballplayers wanted to have that Memorial Day weekend to uh, go do other things, mm-hmm. uh, the games have become, le- the tournaments have become less common, right? Yeah, it's usually, you, you try to give Later yourself, in the summer, they'll do those Yeah, things. you usually try to give yourself Memorial Day to kind of regroup or, or at least get most of your college kids back. And then the 4th of July weekend, whenever that typically falls, that's also another big one where everyone said, let's just take a couple days off and... My arm's still I, uh, sore from May. I, I, have to, I will have to check, though, and see if uh, Cologne's playing because uh, got to get out for some uh, cheese curds here before the summer's over. Yeah, I need a, f- a town festival. That's what I need, baby. <laughs> hey, they'll be back this year, won't they? Oh, we'll yeah. have them. Stift think- and Foost and all those will be back. They were they? kicking it off. What Somebody was telling me there's one down south of Belle Plaine. I have to check that out because I want some cheese curds, baby. Oh, Montgomery always has a good one. Yeah, Kolachki Klot- days, but that one's usually not until mid to late Does uh, Faribault have one? Heritage days, but, I mean, it's okay, but our big festival, because we host the Rice County Fair every year, oh, so that's okay. much bigger than the uh, than the Heritage Days Festival. All righty. Well, did you ever uh, make a fool of yourself at the Rice County Fair? Oh, plenty of times, Patrick. That's How was it? Was their beer tent a little liberal in their... Uh, in their uh, carding too. Let's just say if you if you knew the right people, it wasn't a problem. Let's just put it that way. Boy, the state fair when I was seventeen, eighteen, and the drinking was twenty-one. They were not real attentive. <laughs> we all come in there with squeaky voices, and they'd still give us beer. It was great. <laughs> 
I forgot my ID at home. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's good. All right, sir. Well, uh, it's uh, you know, baseball is. Uh, we'll, we'll find out if the Wild are still around to uh, to uh, you know barge into the baseball season or not come Friday night. But uh, I am predicting a Wild victory. But don't get mad at me if they lose. I'm trying to be optimistic here. People shouldn't get mad at me when I'm optimistic. Positive right? Pat. It doesn't happen that often. Positive Pat makes his return. That's right. <laughs> Positive Pat. You know what was wrong with Positive Pat on our show? He got a little too grumpy once in a while. No, we kept forgetting that. Oh, that's Positive true. Pat on. We did. <laughs> I think positive Pat, you know, Joe had positive Thursdays. We should have had positive Friday or something, but we <laughs> kept forgetting. Yes, we, we had a lot of good bits on that show that we kept forgetting. We just kept that forgetting. Was the problem. Yep, that was our issue. <laughs> that's right. Our concentration lacked, that's for sure. All right. All right. So I got a I got an email from uh or a text from Manny saying he wanted to know if he could use me as a as a reference, you know, sure. for something. And I wonder what he's up to. What's he going to, I hope he finds something to do with those golden pipes. Ears. He's going to be the next voice of, you know, Louisiana tech, or he's going to get a great big job. He's going to say goodbye to Hastings football and he's going to get a big boy job. That's the number says. one sports savant I've ever met in my life. And I'm not kidding. Yep. He knows his ball, baby. Uh, he can tell you who won a Super Bowl, what year it was. And the rest of us go, hey, when, when, when well, that had an X and an L in it somewhere, I think. It was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, sir. Have a good weekend. Yep, you too. All righty. This is Reavers once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And Josh has a very basic question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk's clients, and that's Josh Arnold, by the way, they always know what they own. He has found out that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people that are paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. You see, trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him at 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. This is Patrick Gracie with the Canopy Group. What does dedication, perseverance, resilience, and accomplishment best describe today? The Canopy Group believes it's the graduating classes of 2021. What we are most proud of for these graduates is their ability to overcome challenges in their pursuit of future opportunities. True to their perseverance and resiliency, these students are finding new ways to celebrate their milestones and their success on this journey. It puts a smile on all of our faces as we drive through communities and see dozens and thousands and hundreds of yard signs. It uh, It is amazing that what these graduating students have gone through, and they deserve the spotlight for they are Minnesota's future. Please join the Canopy Group in honoring your friends, relatives, and neighbors who represent the graduating classes of 2021.
EcoFun has e-bikes in stock. And why is that important? Because every other bike retailer is out of stock and will not be getting new e-bikes until December or January. You can't even get one for Christmas from them. The weather is warming up, so if you are in the market for an e-bike scooter or ATV, go to EcoFun right now. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Talk with Tim Bloom. The owner of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, Tim and his family will help you select the e-bike that is right for you, and they will deliver it to your front door in the metro area. Right now, EcoFun has Bentelli e-bikes and Yamaha motor assist bikes in stock. EcoFun also carries the full line of Yamaha scooters, motorcycles, and a wide variety of Yamaha ATVs, including ATVs for kids. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at EcoFunMotorsports.com and tell Tim that that old bicycler Patrick Racy sent you.